Access podcast with host Irene and me, the special guest of today, Stefano Saint. So welcome. Wow. Yeah, indeed. Welcome, Stefano. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this was a request of mine now when you came into the podcast studio. I was like, can you do my intro? <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. it. It was fun to do. It was, it was fun to do. DJ, you're a producer, you're an artist, you are a TikToker, a social media personality. Correct. You're a food critic. Can we say that? Yeah, I think that's a appropriate title. Appropriate title by now. Um, like you said, I was an I'm an artist first, but I've I've started making food reviews, and at this point, I'm thinking I'm more known as a food critic <laughs> than anything. What do you want to be known for if you could choose? Uh, an entertainer. 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 Mm. Yeah. Because the food reviews are meant to be funny mm-hmm. and are meant to be, uh, because most of the people that started watching my reviews, I think like the younger audience on TikTok, mm-hmm. I don't think they visit these restaurants. I think it's just funny <laughs> for them to watch me talk about the food. Um, but now on my Instagram, the follower, the age range is between like 24 and 34. So I wow. think they go and visit the restaurants and they take the reviews a little bit more seriously mm. than they're meant to be taken, I think. Really? <laughs> yeah. How much do you think, because you have a very special voice. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> In a very positive way. And I think that adds immensely to your videos. Oh, I appreciate it. Uh, I never thought of my voice being um, being a radio voice or being a narrating <laughs> voice. I just did the reviews and then I got praised for my voice. But I, yeah. but I only the only time I ever got compliments for my voice before was when I met new people. Uh, mm-hmm. Like when I traveled overseas uh, making music. Uh, I went to Chicago a lot between mm-hmm. t- 2013 and 2015. And they would tell me, like, you have a super deep voice. Yeah. But that that wasn't anything that my friends talked to me about or that people mentioned to me before. Okay. TikTok. But when did you realize that, wait, I can do something with this? Um, I posted, well, how it all started. Uh, if, if you're talking about the food critic journey. Uh, yeah, I will. Well, maybe also the music career. Or is that too completely different things because so, i mean it's all depending on on your voice they're completely they're they're separated now mm-hmm. uh, i'm still the same person it's the same brand yeah but um i don't think as many people know that i make music uh, but the the whole the whole point of making the food reviews was to promote myself as an artist mm. but now i've just done <laughs> so many reviews and done so much that's separate from music that yeah. i think i have separate fan bases like some people care about the music and don't mm. care about the food reviews and then vice versa mm-hmm. i discovered uh, my voice and food critic being a food critic in 20 2019 so okay. it's been f- almost four years in september it's four years mm-hmm. um uh, because I had a song called Bon Appetit and I wanted to promote it. And at that point, I was making a song every week. Okay. Uh, every week for like 20 weeks, uh, which was an insane thing to do. Yes, uh, it sounds insane. <laughs> but it was an, uh, it was a challenge. It was a challenge. I got it from another artist called Russ. He's super famous. Mm. And he was talking about it. It's easier to get people to listen to one song rather than 20 songs. Mm. So I just... I had like 10 songs done and Bon Appetit was one of them. Mm-hmm. Then when I dropped it, I was like, I have to promote this in some kind of way. Yeah. And it's about food. So I was, so I was like, well, I, c- I could make a food review. Yeah. And then people uh, fell in love with that and told me to keep t- keep making more. Yeah. And uh, I kept making more. I made a YouTube series out of it first. And then in 2020, during the lockdown days, uh, well, there wasn't no lockdown here, but <laughs> during uh, <laughs> 2020, I I posted clips mm-hmm. of, th- of the of the food re- food reviews and the one clip that blew up was me reviewing tap water. Uh, water. Really? Yeah. I uh, didn't know that one. Cause that uh, that's one of my uh, most uh, special. Wait, food I've reviews. seen that one. Yes. Because I'm just in the house. Yeah. Because I had to post uh, <laughs> a video uh, like the next week, and either I couldn't find someone to go with me to a restaurant or mm-hmm. I just didn't want to go to one and I was okay. like, I'll just I'll just re- review water as a funny thing because like yeah. I said in the beginning this was this was all a joke <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. how this turned into like a serious thing yeah. 
It was never the, the point. But do do the restaurants? They must appreciate you, like come when they see you coming to their restaurants. Oh, for sure, oh, for sure. Um, I've definitely helped a lot of restaurants mm -hmm. um, by visiting them, and and I and I, I mostly just show up. I never tell people I'm coming. Mm -hmm. so I just go there. Um, and I always wanted to be. I want to be received as a regular customer. Yeah. I don't want any special treatment because then the review isn't authentic. It's not that's genuine. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Um. So so that's how it started. One clip blew up, mm -hmm. and then I felt like, oh, I've been making music my whole life, and mm -hmm. I've never got forty thousand views overnight. So I have to keep going. Mm -hmm. So I just posted more clips, and I started making original content just for TikTok. Mm -hmm. And now, yeah, uh, three years later, I'm. Uh, almost at two million likes on tiktok mm. and uh, yeah very well known in the country yeah you are and you yes, are very surreal well it's so cool but it, the, i i just want to want to tell the story of how you and i met oh for sure Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so you were djing at this restaurant is it it's a restaurant right yeah it's a restaurant uh it's a part of a concept a new concept in stockholm uh, where they have like gaming You, you probably mm. didn't see it, but during the daytime, it's open for people to game. They have like a, a theater where they have like mm -hmm. a an Avicii experience, mm. and then um, a space academy. Yeah, 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 you got the name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and um, yeah, we were playing there during the summer. Yeah, so a couple of Thursdays we'll be there playing. Yeah, because it was so funny. I accidentally ended up there, and I was there with my friend, and she had to go to the bathroom, so I joined her but i was standing like outside and then you came out and you said hi and i said hi and i was like oh no i think I, like we may be like like we know each other but <laughs> i cannot place this face i don't know where i've met him so i told i asked like where do we know each other from you were like no we don't know each other but you probably recognize me from tiktok Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's something in the eyes when people look at me. I can tell if they know me, know me, or if they know, know me, me from, know, yeah. from uh, online. And it was so funny because then I asked, "What do you do on TikTok?" And I thought for sure you would go, you were gonna say dances or like interviews or something. And you were like food, your food reviews. And it took me literally like three seconds, and then it clicked. Yeah. And I was so okay. Freaked out is not the right word, but I was so happy. <laughs> I was super I'm, happy. I'm happy to hear that. I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> no, because I really love your videos. Um, and then we talked a little bit and uh, you said you would come and guest the podcast, which I'm very happy about. Yeah, I just said yes immediately because uh, you said it was an educational podcast and it sounded interesting. But I, I'd never heard any episode until now. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's good to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, Again. It's good, it's good <laughs> it's to meet to you. Here. Yeah, we're getting to know each other now. But... Yeah, it it is educational and that's and and you're doing a lot of things and you're successful in them as well. So I want to pick your brain a little bit. Hopefully get into some concrete advice for the people who are listening and maybe want to do the same thing that you're doing. Absolutely. Because I also see that you have some educational content on on your Yeah. platforms yeah i'm starting to post more i haven't done it in a while but i'm starting to post more dj tips mm -hmm. uh, because when i started it felt like um, there wasn't that much information about how to, it probably were but i couldn't find uh, that much informa information about being a dj especially mm. in stockholm it feels like in stockholm we're mostly being djs but unless you like know someone who's a dj you won't mm -hmm. really find out how to get, get into the scene or mm -hmm. how to start Uh, but there's definitely content online that's that's more American or like uh, yeah. British. But I wanted to be one of the first in Sweden to like help mm -hmm. the next generation, so to speak. Well, that's very, very cool of you. But before we get into all of that, I want to know who you are without you, besides the professional side of you. So the content creator, the DJ, the artist. Apart from that, who I am, uh, who yeah. are you? Um, at first, I'm a very huge fan of uh, entertainment in general. Mm. Uh, I was an inside and outside kid growing up. Uh, but uh, what I mean by that was I watched a lot of TV, I played a mm. lot of video games, but I was also very active outside. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be like the people 
on the screens mm. uh, growing up. So that's how I came to be uh, an artist and all of these other things. Uh, but yeah, I'm a, I would say I'm a very laid back, um, easygoing individual who mm-hmm. enjoys entertainment uh, and media. And I like hanging out with my friends. And um, yeah, it's hard to talk about myself without talking about these professions <laughs> because I made them my entire uh, existence. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah. But sometimes it's uh, it's important to separate yourself from your work, right? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, you feel very laid back and easy in a, in a good way. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, uh, that's what my teacher told me. Really? <laughs> I was a little too laid back. <laughs> uh, but, um, I love it. Yeah, it's hard to separate myself from, from who I am as a professional mm. because I've been making music since I was like eight years old. Mm, wow. Uh, so. Who was your, um, uh, I don't want to say idol, but who did you look up to? Uh, it's in the been entertainment industry, it's been a lot of different people. Okay. Um, before I came to Stockholm, I grew up in a city where there was not a lot of black people, so I mm. pretty much looked up to everyone who was who were black on TV. <laughs> and Eminem, he was the exception. So I liked a lot of Eminem. <laughs> yeah, uh, I loved Eminem's music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked Will Smith. <laughs> uh, I was watching a lot of French, Fresh Prince. Yeah. And then I've just had a lot of different, um, like different inspirations growing up yeah. from um anyone really who did who did their thing i've been i can i'm still today inspired by anyone who like who's great at what they do and i'll try to apply the mm. same methods to what i what i do would you say you're a curious person oh definitely very curious mm. very curious uh, very analyzing as well mm. do you think that's um a part of why you are so successful in all of these different because they are different in a sense yeah i, th- I don't think you can be successful in what you do unless you're curious mm. because once you stop being curious you stop being innovative and mm. then you start being unmotivated and you start being boring mm. i think so i'm always curious i'm always try to be inspired by other people mm-hmm. uh, and yeah i'm curious about pretty much everything yeah like i'll, I'll watch youtube videos about um I just saw a YouTube documentary about like Greenland. And I had no idea Denmark owns Greenland. And oh, that's yeah. a piece of information for anyone who's listening. Yeah. <laughs> I should know that, but yeah, I'm, I'm way more curious about uh, ev- everything in yeah. the world now, apart from, uh, in comparison to when I was in school. Mm-hmm. Like I liked history a lot when I was in school, mm-hmm. but in psycho uh, psychology, mm-hmm. those were my like two favorite subjects. Not music. Strangely enough, I did not like music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But wow. I like psychology and history. Yeah, uh, I can describe you as a creative person, right? Yeah. Yes. Thank you. How did you express your creativity the first time when it all began? I used to draw a lot uh, mm-hmm. when I was when I was a kid. I wanted to be because I liked The Simpsons. So I wanted to be like a cartoon oh. artist. I wasn't that good. <laughs> um, and then I started writing songs when I was like seven or eight. Mm-hmm. They weren't that good either, but um, I kept going. And then around like 2003 when 50 Cent came out, that's, that's when I knew it. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a rapper for sure. Mm. Um, so, so I wrote music first and I didn't start producing music until I was about 16. Okay. 16. Yeah, because I couldn't get a hold of any, I couldn't, I wasn't, I couldn't afford any beats. Mm. And this was a different time. Mm-hmm. You couldn't, like, like today you can just go on YouTube and find like free beats. You can find producers from all over the world who's willing to work with you but back then it wasn't the same thing like mm-hmm. so unless you knew someone who made beats you you had to learn you, you had to learn how to make it by yourself mm-hmm. so that's when i started making beats and this is in the same thing with graphic design i'd make my own graphic design my own flyers when i dj not always mm-hmm. uh, i work with a friend who's in america called osh uh, mm-hmm. and he makes all of my uh, all of my singles and all of my album uh, or ep covers mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the, that's the same thing. So I worked with graphic design because I had to learn. So like mm-hmm. you said before, I was curious on how to do yeah. it. And then uh, I just went at it. Do you think that mentality of like, oh, I need this, but I don't have access to it, but then I'm going to learn myself. Do you think, obviously that has helped you today, but... I'm dr- I'm drawing from my own experience now. 
it creates a different work ethic and a different perspective and a different mentality. Yeah. Would you agree? I would definitely agree. Because like you said, if I have to depend on someone else, mm. then the whole work process gets stuck. Mm. Like you, if you have to depend on someone else. Yeah. So because I learned how to make beats myself, I had no excuse. But it's like, mm. okay, I made the beat. Exactly. Let's make the song. And like the same thing with like the graphic design. Like, okay, mm. I need artwork. Well, it all, like, it put a lot of, accountability on myself mm. and i still have that accountability like i still edit all my tiktoks mm. i still yeah i'm the one who uploads everything yeah so but i know there's there's other people who who have the luxury of depending on other people and they might make uh, they might produce more content but at the same time without certain individuals uh, you can't make uh, you can't create the same you can't you can't uh, create at the same pace mm. Whereas I'm so independent, I'm the only one who can stop me. Do you think everyone, if someone is listening to this episode, do you think that's that that is a must for starting in being create creative, learning yeah. how to be independent in your art? Yeah, because like you said, it gives you the tools to be independent and like in case something happens, mm -hmm. like in, like of course work with other people. Uh, It's awesome to work with other people. Like mm -hmm. I said, you can do so much more by working with other people. But you can't sit around and wait no. or make an excuse like, oh, I can't, I can't do this until such and such uh, helps me. Because mm -hmm. there's a lot of people. I used to have that mentality. I still sometimes have the men mentality about certain things. Mm -hmm. But then it's like I just do it myself. Uh, okay, then I have something for you. When do you think it's time to transition over to delegating to people that are better than you in that specific area? When you can afford it. When you can is afford that, it. Is that the time? When you I can afford so. it. When you can afford it, um, yeah, because you should always invest in yourself, mm -hmm. but there's different ways to invest in yourself. Mm -hmm. like you could invest in yourself by paying someone to film you or edit your stuff or whatever it may be mm -hmm. or style you, but... You could also invest in yourself by being curious, by learning mm. and watching or reading, reading books and finding out what you need to do to make these things happen. And then once once you get more successful, obviously, it makes more sense to pay someone to do these things because you, won't mm. pro you probably won't even have the time mm, to, exactly. do, to do everything by yourself. Yeah. But I also think it's uh, I, I completely uh, agree with you. I think at, a, uh, at some point. In the beginning, it, it is important for you to do every aspect to understand. I think your art will be better when you understand every aspect that goes sure. to making this, right? Because I learned how to edit my own my own stuff. I think differently when I talk and yeah. when I interview and when and that I would never have had that if someone else did that from day one. But at a certain point, as you said, I know how to do this, but the things are getting uh, taking more time for me so maybe stuff that are just per like automatic maybe i should give it someone who's better than me um to also elevate my art for sure there comes a, like you said it comes a time where you maybe if you even can't afford it you have to like sometimes believe in yourself and just mm. <laughs> like i've done that a lot i've been i've been, I've been broke several times Several uh, times in this process. Oh yeah, throughout my whole life and career, I've spent a lot of money that I didn't, uh, that I couldn't afford to lose, but I got it back. Okay. Like I bought computers, I bought uh, like. Oh yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah, yeah. technical stuff. I mm -hmm. uh, bought cameras, and it hurt me financially at the moment. Mm. But what I made with those tools was worth it. Yeah. Um, like when I turned eighteen. My parents gave me money to go get a driver's license, and I took that money and bought a computer instead. Mm. And that's the same computer I made a lot of songs on. The same computer I used to yeah. like narrate a lot of these food reviews. Yeah. So. Do I, we have a driving license I, today? Not exactly. <laughs> like I can have a driver's license today. <laughs> I got it a few years later. Yeah. Like but three but or four okay. years later. Yeah. But like it was worth it for me. And you knew, that was a risk. Yeah, but it was like a, okay, how much do I need to be driving? And yeah, that's much true. Do I make, how much do I need to be making music? Yeah. Like, like that was driving me in, insane not to be able to make music at, at the house. Mm. Because at that time I was 
going to like different studios in the na- in the neighborhood we have to mm-hmm. wait for some like like i said depending on someone else yeah. like sometimes it will be closed and like when you're inspired you want to make it right mm-hmm. away mm-hmm. so when i got the opportunity to buy a computer it just made sense yeah yeah, I, 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 yeah, driving is important too, but not, it's not that important. <laughs> it's not uh, that I'll important. Not in Stockholm, anyways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> luckily, yeah, luckily I'm in Stockholm, so I can get from A to B. Yeah, might take longer. Mm-hmm. Then, when I, then I got a car, and now I haven't had a car for years. <laughs> so yeah, so I just got the license, but I, I well, still don't drive. What is the um, um, biggest risk you took, money-wise, but it didn't pay off? Oh, that would probably be all the trips. Well, not all the trips, but some of the trips I took to Chicago. Oh, okay. Because I, I met a, I met a couple of people at the Washington Own Tour mm-hmm. when JT and Kanye were here. I met uh, Mike Dean. I met a few people working with Kanye, like his DJ. Mm. And um, it paid off, definitely, in terms of, like, knowledge. But I flew out there. I paid a lot for, like... An EP. Mm-hmm. I, I recorded an EP over there, mixed it, mastered it. I never dropped it. Oh, I, I can still drop it. Yeah, I, I, mean, own, yeah. I, I own it. And I still have it. But I, I invested in, in the flights and, and being mm. over there, and then just I never dropped it. Why didn't you? Uh, I was just waiting on the right time. I was waiting on like, I was waiting on guest features and stuff, and then just the time just went went by, and then it, and then and ended up never dropping. I'm still gonna drop it. I think someday. Mm. And then when I do, then I'll get that money back <laughs> from those from that, those years. It's interesting talking about this that you've had those not bad days, but struggling days. Oh, for sure. Right? For sure. Uh, can you describe your belief in yourself and how that how that played a part in your whole process and where you are today? I've always been confident. I've always mm. been confident. Um, sometimes too confident, but being confident and believing in yourself, even when all odds are against you, and even when it seems like there's no way to get to where you want to go, mm-hmm. is the only way to get there, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, because if I don't believe in me, who else is gonna believe in me? And so it's true. been a lot of times. Like now, yeah, people know who I am, and I always, but I always had an idea that yeah. Someday I'll get to a point where people know who I am. They respect what I'm doing. What I'm doing is good enough, and I just kept 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 making it. Like all mm-hmm. these food reviews, they got I got millions of views on my food reviews. But in the beginning, they were stuck at like 200 views, 300 views. Mm-hmm. But I was still like, this is funny. This is good. This yeah. is going to reach the right <laughs> audience eventually. Yes, and it did, and it did because I kept going. Where is your Where does your confidence confidence come from? Um, I think it was instilled in me by the people around me when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. I think that was that's very important. Like the the grown ups around me told me, like you're smart, like you could you mm-hmm. could this, you could do this, you could do that, and that that's what made made me believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe not the friends around me pr- probably didn't have that same confidence in me. Well, I, they didn't have the same confidence in me. Yeah, uh, but. Teachers told me I was good. Mm. Teachers told me I was lazy. Teachers told me I could be anything I wanted if I just put the work in. And I believed in that. Wow. But you know what? Lazy is not always bad. No, it's not. It's not. I think people use lazy to... in in a Lazy can be actually the best thing you can be sometimes. Very true. Because yeah. you, you, you find new ways because you're lazy. <laughs> yeah, and also I'm not lazy when it comes to doing what I like. Like I was lazy yes. when it came to school <laughs> uh, because I just did enough to to get by in yeah. a lot of courses because mm-hmm. I wasn't interested. But then when it came to like stuff that I really enjoy, like uh, like I said, like psychology and stuff like that, I got better grades because I was genuine. I had a genuine interest in it. Mm. So it's the same thing with the creative stuff I do. Like if I. I like it, so I'll I'll keep going. I'll keep going, no mm-hmm. matter how many views, no matter how many likes or whatever. I'll just keep making it because I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Do you think you're funny? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I <laughs> no, hope but so. Uh, why I'm asking is <laughs> because um, when you said you didn't get that many views on uh, on your first yeah. first uh, couple of videos, but you said like, "Hey, it's it's funny. I'm gonna keep going." Was it funny making them? Was it fun making them or did you 
you were laughing when you saw your like your own videos. Yeah, yeah, I was laughing too. Really? I still laugh. I love that. I, I love that. I think that's so important to laugh at your own jokes. Yeah, I still laugh at my own videos uh, because they're not that. supposed to be serious. It's just because <laughs> I don't know. Like I have, I don't have a food degree. I'm not a, I'm but not you a know real what? food expert. But I trust your your taste and your reviews so much. Even though I know that you don't have a food, I think that's. But I think that's the thing too. I think that's what people like about me mm -hmm. because they can probably tell. I'm just like <laughs> I'm just like anyone else. But that, but at the end of the day, uh, I think people rather trust someone who knows as little or as much as they mm -hmm. do about something, or in, in comparison to like a professional or whatever. Like if, yeah. if you and me watch a movie. If I see a movie before you, mm -hmm. uh, and I'll tell you what I think about it, you'll probably believe me more than like a movie critic. 100%. Because, yeah, we got the, we probably got the same knowledge about the movie. Mm. Uh, and so I think that's what happened with the food with the food thing. Yeah. Yeah. Now I want to dive into your your DJ role. Oh, yeah. Did that come after the producing and the artistry? Yeah, DJing started 2017. Mm. So that's that's what I've done. Well, when it comes to music, that's what I've done the least. Okay. So I've been making music since I was eight, and I've been producing since I was 16, 17. But I've been DJing for like six, seven, six years? Yeah, six years. Mm -hmm. um, how that started was I was just hanging out at a club because my friend was, was a bartender. So mm -hmm. I was there a lot. And then the, the guys who run like the... The, the event managers, they told me, like, you should, you should DJ here because they knew I made music. So they made that, uh, they made that offer, like, you should mm -hmm. DJ here. Okay. But And I always like to complain about the DJs <laughs> before I became a DJ. You uh, complained. I complained. Wow. Not the DJ. There's great DJs in Stockholm. <laughs> but I, there will be times I would complain about certain music being played at certain events. Okay. And then I, some mm -hmm. friends would be like, you should be a DJ. Mm. And that would but then I, I never like, I never did it because when I was younger, like we, we spoke about earlier, now I'm known as several different things. I'm, yeah. I do different things. Like, a, yeah, I do like seven, five or seven different things. But when I was coming up, I was like, I'm a rapper and that's it. Like I wouldn't mm -hmm. even call myself a producer. Wow. Even though I made beats. Do you and regret that? Not regret, but um, I had to learn at my own pace that yeah. it's not... Because back then it was you, you were supposed to be known as one thing. Mm -hmm. um, like, but today, everyone's everyone wants to be known for several different things. People, people are always venturing venturing into different things, whether it's yeah. different brands or whatever. But, but when I came up, I was like, I'm a rapper, and that's it. Um, so, uh, let me get to the point. I was presented with the idea of being a DJ. I DJ my first time. I tried to cheat my way into being a DJ, so I didn't go and learn anything, mm. and I was terrible. <laughs> I was really, really bad. And I had a I had a good friend who was there at, at that night, and he told me like, "You need to go get DJ lessons." <laughs> uh, Are you friends today? Yeah, we're still friends. We're still friends. <laughs> so, for my birthday, uh, like a late birthday gift, mm -hmm. he he bought me DJ lessons. Oh, um, like three or four DJ lessons. So I, I went to, to enter the DJ lessons. They were like an hour each. And he told told me taught me everything he knew in those four hours. And like you said before, because I knew the structure and knew what it, what it took to make music, mm. being a DJ wasn't that difficult. Mm. So I learned how to DJ, went back to the same club. They thought I was much better. Mm -hmm. uh, I kept going. And then I knew so many people in this in the city because i used to party so much okay so that's how i got the opportunity to play at different clubs and that's okay. still how I, how it works for me today like mm. like even though I'm, I'm i might be known on tiktok and stuff most of my bookings are face to face like mm. i get to know someone and they're yeah. like you should play here or do you want to play here it's, mm -hmm. it's not a lot of emailing requests about djing no it could happen. It still ha it still happens, but not at the same, um, not at the same level as me just being outside, being at the being at the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. So that so if I have any tips for anyone who wanted to be a DJ, it would be like to get out there, and network for real, uh, and that's probably that's probably um, 
it's true about a lot of different things, not just being a DJ. So even though we are very digitalized uh, generation, face to face still works the best, I would say. It really does. It's interesting. The topic of networking lies close to my heart because you are, I agree with you 100%. You have to get out there and opportunities come face to face, not by an email because this would never have happened if we actually didn't talk f- and meet face to face. Very true. Because you don't get the same connection. You don't get the same feeling. But how do you network in a successful way? Do you have a concrete advice? Like, well, do this. There's different ways to do it. Okay. Some d- people do it very, they make it very obvious. And that might work for some people who mm. might just want to cut to the chase. But for me, it happened naturally. Like you just said, like mm-hmm. we just met. Mm-hmm. You told me you had a podcast. I thought you were cool. So mm-hmm. let's just do it. It sounded interesting. Uh, whereas um, I never really sought out people. Like I never went to went to a venue and looked for anyone. Mm. Um, I just, so like I said, I was blessed enough to already be on the party scene. Like whether yeah. I was going to DJ or not, I was still going to be outside I uh, still know a, I knew a lot of DJs before I became a DJ. Now I know mm. a, a way more. <laughs> so just being around certain people, like you get introduced to people. Mm. Like I might, I might meet you at a club tomorrow. You might be standing next to someone who needs a DJ at, at a wedding or something. And yeah. now I'm booked for a wedding. Yeah. Like so, you can do it in the right way. There's also an aggressive way to do it. I never did that, so I don't have any tips on how you aggressively. Uh, network so you can do it the subtle way just have you been approached in a harsh like oh this was a little bit too much oh yeah 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 uh i still get approached like aggressively like yo you, you have to come to my friend's restaurant like tomorrow tomorrow like you tomorrow, have, yeah, okay like, like and then it's like yeah i don't, I don't think so <laughs> because i, I know no <laughs> it's, it's different when you like you're just having a conversation and someone suddenly mentions that mm-hmm. oh must such and such has a restaurant and they they have this this dish mm-hmm. and I think you will like it uh, after we've spoken for a minute then it makes a little more sense but just approaching me right straight away like yo we have to go here mm. yeah then it just sounds like you're trying to use me I know you have on your Instagram platform you have some advice on things not to do as a DJ. Oh, yeah. Well, what are those? Uh, well, I can get into a few specifics. Uh, you have to keep in mind that you're that being a DJ is a service job, like you're working for the people. People mm. have gotten dressed up. People have uh, taken the time to make arrangements with their friends, decide where to go. Um, they might work the next day. They might not... They might not see their friends that, that often and they're, they're coming out to have a good time. Mm. So, of course, as a DJ, your job is to make sure people are having fun and not just you and your friends and the DJ booth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would say if you're paid to play at a club, you have to play for the crowd. Mm. Uh, but a lot of people have a certain mindset where they are the star of the show, but no one knew that you were playing. <laughs> When they came, when you when they came to the club, so if you're known, like if you're like Diplo or if you're like uh, Swedish House Mafia, of course you can play whatever you want because people yeah. just came to see those specific people. Mm-hmm. But if people are just going to the club, yeah, make make sure people are dancing and having fun. So I'm sorry, this so, is so that's what, that would be the most impo- yeah. important tip. Though. So if anyone listening that wants to be a DJ, just do do that mm, instead. Yeah, because yeah, uh, I've also seen that people who want to become DJs because they see it as a it is a performance it is but it is. it's as you said and it sounds harsh but you're not the star it's it is a service yeah the crowd uh, the crowd is the most important factor like you're supposed to make people happy mm-hmm. and trust me when you make the people happy they'll make sure that you're appreciated they'll tell yeah. you like, I had a great night like mm-hmm. uh, I played yes the other night I played and I saw a lot of a lot of people were were like having a, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, it says oh, ba- maipa, maipa. Uh, bachelorette party. A lot of people were <laughs> having bachelorette p- parties, after parties where mm-hmm. I was playing. I saw like five or six different pe- uh, p- 
people with like crowns on their head or like mm-hmm. yeah the bride thing <laughs> the bride. and they were dancing and i was like yeah they remember this night forever and oh. so i have to make sure i'm playing as good as i have to yeah and not focusing on myself yeah well that's cool yeah that's uh um a very interesting perspective and it, it makes sense like you said before like because i party so much i know what a good party looks like what does a good party look like people dancing people dancing yeah. i i want to uh, ask you about because you you said you like psychology yeah how on a scale of one to ten how good do you think you are or do you believe you are in reading the room or reading people I think me being able to read the room is what makes me a good DJ mm-hmm. because that's also one of the things I was taught when I was playing. Like you have to look up, you have to look at people, mm. you have to look at how how they're responding to the music to mm-hmm. know how good you're playing. Mm. And some people I don't think are that attentive. Like they're more focused on what song should I play next, and their eyes are on the screen mm-hmm. instead of looking at the people whereas I'm playing. And I'm not the best technical DJ because I'm looking at people more than mm-hmm. I'm trying to make the transition sound cool. I'm more like, okay, are they li- are, they, are they liking this music yeah. or not? And if I tell, sometimes I, sometimes I switch a song within like ten seconds because I can just tell the energy shifted. Mm. People stop dancing, uh, so I just want to keep people dancing. But you then you would say you're very good at reading the room. Yeah. Are you? Um, because for a party as a D, uh, as a DJ, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, you have some tell signs yeah. that that would make it easy for you to read the room. But how uh, good are you to read a room where you're not DJing? Like oh. in general, if you go into a restaurant, you go into a meeting or... I'd say I'm just as good <laughs> at reading the mm. room because uh, I'm, just, I'm just, like I said, I was an inside and outside kid. So you mm. had to like you have to know your environment you have to know mm-hmm. where you where you're at so i like to read the room i like to analyze people i would say i'm, I'm usually quite right uh, about I'm, i could that's made that's made me that makes me sound very judgy can you have you analyzed me um uh, not analyze you but i i get your vibe okay like i can tell like you're not a bad person okay <laughs> nice uh, so yeah <laughs> um but yeah i like to read the room because okay. like i can go into a room and feel like okay where well I'm, i'm not wanted here or mm. i am wanted here and i can tell if uh, people are having a good time in there yeah. or not and i can i'm very good at it at a knowing when to leave a party when do you leave a party um it's hard to be like pinpoint but like there's certain things like you know like when when to leave like if there's You can just feel like if it's tension in the air, mm. if you can tell, like this night is not, not going to get any better, and it's, mm-hmm. so it's it's past midnight. Like okay, maybe it's that's past, when I leave. Yeah, yeah it's, probably, it's time to go home. Yeah, yeah, that is so cool because I I believe why I'm asking these questions. I believe the skill set of reading a room can actually be a a game changer, but also a key to success. For sure. If you quickly can read the room, you know also which opportunities you have and what not to do. Like those are essential in your progress in networking. Uh, all of those are intertwined. Yeah, like you, I, I, I agree. I'm very aware of where I'm at, mm. and, and I might be paranoid, but I'm always looking around. No, <laughs> no matter where I'm at, to like, yeah, you have to be. Uh, Like you said, you have to always read the room, read yeah. situation. No, and I travel and I travel a lot by myself. Mm-hmm. So that's probably where I picked that up too. Like you're by yourself. So what's going on? Am I safe here or not? That's very true. I've never thought of it that way, but I I know that I because I traveled a lot a couple of years ago alone, and I lived in Amsterdam, and uh, my personal growth. Wow. Yeah. That's a huge recommendation for anyone to like travel by themselves because mm-hmm. then, like you said, you really get to know yourself, mm-hmm. and you have to depend on yourself. Now I'm curious. You seem to be a guy with uh, a lot of friends. 
Or yeah. you know, you know a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. In that, uh, if we put it that way, are these friend groups or these groups, are they all similar? No, um, they're similar in the fact that they're we have great a great bond to each other, but they're all very different people. Like I can't like of course, if all of my friends are in the same room, it will be a great time. But I don't. There are certain people that doesn't everyone doesn't click with it, one mm. another, and also I've have friends that I've known since I was a kid, and I have friends that I've known just for a couple of years, mm-hmm. like through DJing and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I've I've I have a very diverse friend group, I would say. How important? Okay, if I go from my, I have a a very diverse, I have friend groups, and they can be miles apart in t- in terms of personality um and sometimes when they've met they've been a little bit surprised like oh irene i didn't think you would be but not in a bad sense it's more um i think my curious side come comes out there and what you can learn from people who are not similar to you and still find that bond and still find that great friendship um I thought that was normal for everyone, but well, yeah, it's not. No, like I, 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 rec- I knew that when I started in, in school, um, high school, I think, mm. um, where some people like their friends were their friends based on where they were in their life, mm. but my friends are usually have always been the same, like my core friend group. Really since i was like nine or ten has been the same my core friend group but uh, but i've always made new friends throughout the years yeah luckily enough but um yeah i also play different roles with all my friends mm. with some friends I'm, i'm the one who takes charge and i'm the one who maybe a little bit of a, of a leader and then i have friends where I'm, i'm a little bit more in the background not as outspoken mm. but i there's value in all of those friendships yeah. i feel like How much do you think your confidence has to do with those bonds? In in in, uh, in a sense that because someone who is confident doesn't need to show that he is the leader all the time. Very true. Very right? true. Yeah. Um I'm very, it's based, I'm, I pretty much adjust to who I'm with. Mm. So I think I'm the one who adjusts more. So if I'm with a friend and they're very like soft-spoken and th- doesn't talk so much, I'm the one who's, who's, who's talking a lot. Mm-hmm. And if they're the one who doesn't know how to navigate in the city, I'm the one who makes all the plans. But then when I'm with a friend who who is very outspoken who, and who is um, very connected or has, has their own thing going, mm-hmm. then I could be the one who just falls back and just, I'm just along for the ride. Mm. Uh, so I learned to adjust based mm. on who I'm with, pretty much. But then, but then there's also people you don't who you don't get along with at all. So that's true, so and that's can, okay you too. You can't adjust to any, to everyone. Yeah, but, but that's can, okay. I can adjust to a lot of people. Yeah. Would you say you're a, what's it called? Chame- chameleon? Uh, yeah, chameleon. I chameleon. Think. Uh, yeah. I look at that as a, in a negative way. Really? I feel like that's a. I feel like that's a. <laughs> That's like you being no. fake. No, 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 <laughs> no. I actually went uh, to a lecture last week, and uh, she is an investor, a risk analyst. She is amazing, and she said that her skill set of being a chameleon in different rooms, but not in a fake way. She was like, "That has taken me where I am today," and always feeling like I belong in that room. Oh, I I agree. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's a, there's such a great uh, asset to have to be able to adjust mm-hmm. and to like to to be to get, to be able to get along with so many different people. It's definitely a skill that can take you far, mm-hmm. and you'll get a lot out of life mm-hmm. by being that kind of individual. But when I just but when I hear the name chameleon, <laughs> I just associate it with someone who who separates themselves from themselves yeah. to just go along with whatever happens. Mm-hmm. Because that's not me. I'm still, I'm still myself. Yeah. Uh, regardless of who I'm with. Yeah, I can completely relate to that. I also reacted the same way when she said that, but then she started talking about it. No, and, and uh, 
I could relate to her explanation. And it felt similar when you said that you can adjust to different settings. Because you're doing so many things. Um, and you are in a competitive career and environment. How do you stay away from comparing yourself to people? And do you get jealous of other people's, maybe not success, but wh where they are? Maybe if you compare yourself with an artist or whatever it may be. No, not today, because I, I just, I've stopped viewing it as a... Um, I've stopped viewing it as a competitive uh, career or field because I've seen so many people come and go. Mm. I've seen so many people in a rush to get to the top, get there, fall off. Mm. I've seen so many people um, not have their own thing going and not have their own identity uh, and just going along with the trends. And they're simply forgotten. Uh, so when I came up when I was younger, I definitely look more to the other artists, like, mm. oh, I, use, I need to be up there too. But now that I'm doing so many different things, it's hard to compare because no one is doing what I'm doing. Mm. No one is uh, making music, being a DJ, making food reviews, <laughs> uh, being a guest on podcasts, and all, all of exactly. these things at the all same time. Things, yeah. So I'm only in a competition with myself. And yeah, that's the only way I can view it. Like, mm -hmm. I'm only, uh, it sounds cliche, but where i am today compared to where i was a year ago five years ago ten years ago that's mm -hmm. the only thing i should be competing with and mm -hmm. that's the only thing that matters really because like i said when you look at who i was maybe looking to five, 15 years ago they're not here anymore they're not relevant mm -hmm. so there's no point in, in in looking at someone today either because they might yeah. not so there's no point in being jealous because everyone is at their own everyone's on their own journey Mm. and that's real everyone is in it people can have comebacks people can yeah everyone is the one for, for their own thing yeah i couldn't agree more i i definitely feel that but maybe that comes from my confidence as well i don't i don't really know but this feel like i'm not the first one doing a podcast you're not the first one rapping and yeah. doing food reviews yeah but at the end of the day you know that You're not competing with anyone because you're the only person, like, there's no one who is you. Exactly. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. So knowing that, it makes everything go away. This comparing, I'm only comparing, like, the only thing I'm worried about is not evolving. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and you should, and you have to be more uh focus on what you're doing like you're mm. happy you have an, you have a podcast what if you didn't have one mm. like like that's more important than who has the bigger podcast or whatever yeah i've experienced when you feel like that you don't even touch jealousy anymore yeah yeah because no one knows what it took for you to get where you are yeah. today you don't know what it took for someone to get where they are mm -hmm. and that has nothing to do with you really yeah And actually, the people who I've met who are creative and who have the same mentality are because they tap into their most beautiful side because jealousy is not pretty. It's not. Jealousy, yeah. Jealousy will kill your creativity because you'll start focusing on results mm. or you start focusing on whether you're good or not. Uh, you start focusing on what what did someone else do mm. to get where they are. Should I be doing the same yeah. thing? And the answer is no. No, like but I also feel like it, these people are are more humble, kind, and like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. W would you agree? For yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the most, also the most successful people I have met mm -hmm. have been very kind, like w you said. Who is the most successful person you've met? Uh, the most successful person or the people I've met is probably like Mike Dean or Young Lean. Mm -hmm. Both very, very polite, awesome people. Mm. Yeah. That's cool. Do you get starstruck anymore? Um, uh, I can't say yes or no because I haven't met everyone that I look up to. True. So Who do you think you would get starstruck by? Um, there's an artist called uh, Mark Rebier. Okay. He's a YouTuber. He, he does improv impromptu shows like and I've I've seen him uh, I've seen him on YouTube for, for like three years now. Mm-hmm. 
and I think just because I've seen him so much yeah. online <laughs> that if I met him in person, yeah. I don't know if I would be able to like walk up and say, yo, I like really? your stuff. I, I, yeah, because I've you seen him so much. You wouldn't even talk to him? I don't know, because I don't, I don't know. They say yeah, don't well. meet your heroes. Oh, they're true. Yeah, so true. I don't, he's probably <laughs> the only one. Other than that, um, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Now that I get breaking out so much, I'm not on the same level as all of these people <laughs> I look up to. But now that I'm getting recognized a lot, I know you know you're just a human. Mm, yeah. So. Yeah. But okay, I want to talk about two more things, and then I think we have to wrap it up. Um. So at the end of your videos, you have a. Is it a catchphrase? No, not it a catchphrase. Yeah. Can yeah. you call it a catchphrase? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, so I love it. Did you, was that intentional? Yeah. I used to say it a lot um, when I had Snapchat. I, I used to I used to post Snapchat stories. Uh, very private, wasn't public, but just for me and my <laughs> friends, I used to make Snapchat stories. And okay. I used to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when I started making TikTok videos, I felt like I had to end the video in some way. Mm. So I just said it and it, and it stuck. So now it's just... <laughs> I just say it look but it's, it's just automatic now one last thing i've seen your asmr videos oh yeah <laughs> nice nice <laughs> was that by request because oh, they're yeah, they're yeah, plenty yeah. uh, there there's a couple that was definitely by request <laughs> and it took me a long time to even make one why <laughs> because I, I i wasn't i wasn't a uh, a part of the ASMR world, oh. ASMR doesn't work on me. Strangely, it doesn't mm. work on me. Like the ones I've seen. Because you're whispering and no. then you don't get the voice. Yeah. But no, I mean like the ones I've seen don't work on me. I don't get the Oh, oh you yeah. don't get the tingle. I don't get the tingles. So they told me make an <laughs> ASMR video. I did. They liked it. They told me make more. I will make more. Because I'm, I'm a man, that, like I said, with the DJ thing. Uh, if the people want <laughs> ASMR, I'll make them. If the people want whatever, I'll, I'll give it to them. I'll try to be as selfless as possible. What's the feedback you've been given by? It's been great. It's been great. People people want more. Uh, and I'm an entertainer, like I said, so I'll, I'll, I'll keep doing it. I'll keep doing it. As long as I like it, too, I keep doing it. Can we try a little bit now? <laughs> Can we? Like the whispering? No, I'll, I'll just raise the sensitivity. <laughs> we we can both talk. <laughs> Should I whisper or? Oh, we'll experiment. Wait. Can you talk? Okay. Um. Okay. So, my name is Stefano Saint. You can find me at Stefano Saint on, on TikTok and on Instagram. You can find me at Bonapa TV and. Stefano Saint as well on Instagram and The Wavy Wolf if you want to find my DJ tips. And it's been a pleasure being here, wrapping it up with some ASMR Access Podcast, signing out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Bye. Bye.